I bet when you pulled up your podcast app today, you expected to see Iron Fang Invasion, Visions of Feindar, starting book four, but no, because one of us felt like he needed to go on vacation for spring break. So, Josh, I hope you're enjoying yourself, but we are back in the Emerald Spire today, and Jason will be taking the reins on Arashk and running him in combat, and hopefully killing him so that when Josh comes back from vacation, he has to create a brand new character. But anyway, before we get started, last we left off, you guys had just leveled to level three and we went over some of the major class features that you got at level three, but we didn't go over your level three feet. So I wanted to go through real quick and just see what everyone took for their level three feet. I think Jason may have already told us his because he's an overachiever, but Jason, you can just remind us of what you took at level three. So we'll go ahead and start with you if you're ready. Sure. So I got a teamwork feat from my class, which I took escape route. So I'm now functionally immune to attacks of opportunity while I'm writing cabbage. And the level feat that I took was mounted combat to assist with the mounted combat that I plan on doing. I'm looking at Josh's character sheet, and I assume the feat he took this level is point-blank shot for some reason, it looks like. Sounds about right. I don't know if he had that before, or if that's the one he took here. I assume it's the one he took here. I don't but, think he had that before. Yeah. At least he never called it uh, when he was using his bombs. He always yeah. you know, would say precise strike because he got that for free, but or precise shot, but he... Never mentioned yeah, point blank shot. I'm a little so. curious what he's uh what he's going for there because he has precise shot without point blank shot, and usually that's why you get point blank shot. So I'm curious where he's uh planning to go. Uh, and he took his his bonus class feat was craft wondrous item for when we have downtime. Okay, cool. Brandon, what did Schnee take for his level three feat? He ended up taking uh, weapon focus for an additional plus one to his attacks with heavy crossbows for no reason whatsoever. <laughs> well, weapon <laughs> focus also has some feats that you can build off of it. I think there was a particular reason I took that, but I can't recall what it was. Um, so I'm just taking the extra plus one. Well, it can't hurt. It's certainly a good feat to have. So finally, Justin, have you decided on a feat for Leng? I did. So I was I was very much stuck between dodge and weapon focus, and I decided to go with dodge because I haven't seemed to really have trouble hitting too much. I mean, last session I did for sure struggle, but an extra plus one wouldn't have made a big difference mm -hmm. to those hits because I was low. I was rolling low anyway. Um, <clears throat> but I think since I've kind of done a lot more frontline fighting, that I'd like to try and build a little more defensively. So I decided to go with dodge. It certainly can't hurt. There's a lot that you can build off of with dodge. So not a bad choice at all. Now, to put you all in the spot. <gasps> Jason, I want you to give me one fun fact about Barney. Like what kind of fun... What does a fun fact count as? Like what's something fun about Barney that we don't know yet? About his character? Like if Barney was in a meeting room and he had to do an icebreaker and the icebreaker was... Give me one fun fact about yourself. What would Barney say? So I will not demonstrate this, but I like to think that all the songs Cabbage plays were recorded by Barney himself. <laughs> so he must be a pretty good singer. 
I mean, he doesn't have to be a good singer to still have recorded them and having them play with Cabot. <laughs> I suppose that's true. Maybe he's a really bad singer. Yeah, he's actually a very bad singer, but doesn't realize it. Thinks he's good. <laughs> well, maybe when you guys go back to town next, you can go to the bar and have karaoke night and Barney can flex his skills. Yeah, like I said, I'm not going to demonstrate that because not only would it be singing, but I'd have to try to sing in an accent. Which In this group, we role play. And so yeah. I'm going to need you to do it. Okay. I've never even tried to sing in an accent. I don't know. I don't know if that's possible. You're gonna have to learn some German songs. Right. Speak fluent German. Uh, Brandon, what's a fun fact about Schnee? I like to say that um, the fun fact about Schnee is that, in a roundabout way, Barney actually named him, and Schnee doesn't know it because in German Schnee Witten means Snow White. So Barney is the only one that knows Schnee Witten's real, true meaning of his name. And hence why he loves all the little farm animal critters. That's so funny. And Lang, what is a fun fact about... Or you're not Lang. Justin, what's a fun fact about Lang? Lang, what's a fun fact about Justin? <laughs> what's a fun fact about Justin? Um, I don't know. I don't really have any fun facts about him. Um, well, you have to come know. up with something. Something fun? Mm-hmm. I mean, we were talking about a fun fact before we started recording. <laughs> I don't think it's appropriate. Sure. But... So I had that, you know, he was adopted by an oh. Andorian merchant. And so the merchant bought Lang's egg, thinking that it was going to be like this magical bird creature, you know, that was going to bring him like prosperity and wealth and all this other stuff. And actually it was a ugly featherless black Tengu that hatched out of the out of the egg so i guess that's a fun fact that uh his father bought him thinking it was a magical egg and instead it was lang i'm not gonna lie that's actually horrifying like why me being a person who doesn't want to have children what if i went to like buy something i thought was going to be a fun pet and i ended up with a child and i was like oh <laughs> crap now i've got this child i've got to take care of don't worry, sir. I don't think that's how it actually works in real life. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't think. <laughs> Never mind. Never mind. I go to the pet store and I come away with a child. <laughs> with a child? Look what I bought. The weirdest looking dog I've ever seen, but I just had to buy it. It can speak. <laughs> I'm just standing in an aisle by himself, so I just took him. <laughs> so I just took him. <laughs> What's oh. the Amber alert on my phone? <laughs> and finally, Josh, would you tell us a fun fact about Arashk? Oh, wait, you're not here, so I get to choose the fun fact about Arashk, and it's going to be canon. I really hope that he listens back to this episode, because I plan on trash-talking him whenever I get the opportunity. <laughs> I sure hope so, too. We need to say something in the episode that he would only know if he listens back. Yeah, that's the punishment. If you miss, if you miss a session, you have to bear with being insulted for yes, three straight definitely. hours. Well, how yes. about you guys tell us an embarrassing fun fact about Josh, and we'll just say that is a Rosk's um, fun fact. <laughs> yeah, I don't know I like any it. embarrassing stories about Josh. Jason might, but I don't. Skeptical. Oh goodness. <laughs> anyway, the fun fact that I've picked out for Rosk is that when he gets very anxious and nervous the only thing that calms him down is the taste of metal 
So he has a little like piece of metal in his pouch. And every time he gets really upset or nervous, he just pulls it out and he licks it. And then he feels better. <laughs> That's so weird. This is odd. It's just odd. <laughs> Anytime he's depressed, he just takes some actual sulfur, eats it, and makes some minor explosions <laughs> inside of himself that ups his mood. Second fun fact, Rash does not know the difference between metal and lead, so that'll be <laughs> Well, and I also unknowingly just compared him to salad fingers. Oh, he loves the rusty spoons. <laughs> I like to make rusty spoons. <laughs> Anyway, we ended last session going over your level three stuff. And in game, you guys had kind of barricaded yourself in this room that has the giant pit in it with all the webs. And Cabbage was staying up as the alarm playing Numb by Linkin Park. And you woke up the next morning feeling stronger. And so now you are still in this room and there are webs that continue down this giant pit. I think you were burning some of the surface webs around the outside, but you never really burned down into the pit uh, in order to make it down the ladder. So uh, with this new day, what would you like to do? Oh, did we heal any at all? Sorry. Uh, level plus con just from sleeping. From sleeping. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that put me at full. So I, <laughs> I don't feel well. Arashk is... I don't know if he healed or not. He's currently at 8 out of 19. I'm at 12 out of 31. Would he have healed already? I don't know how low he was. I don't know if we officially said we actually like slept through the whole night yet. Assuming we make it through the night, he would get up to 12. So he'd be down 7. Did, um... Because it's a new day, I think we have two vials. Are we allowed to figure out what those are? Yeah, I think you have... Vials, and I thought you had something else. So I've listed uh, two vials, six needles and wax, three feet of wax silk, a scroll tube, a key, some random equipment, a known vial, which I didn't write down what was known about it. So <laughs> hashtag great job. <laughs> and, a, and a flask. So I'm really... Snee is, Snee is super good at keeping inventory. Thank goodness Sarah does our iron thing inventory. It's a known vial. I don't know what's in it, but it's a known vial. I know about it, just not what it contains. Oh my goodness. Oh man. So this is the tough part is I don't remember all that you know and all that you don't know. It just had to have been just stuff from that Yeah, the, room, the, right? the other two vials we found was with the needles and wax. And you didn't identify what those were. I don't believe so. And then the okay. other known vial and the flask would have been off of the table there uh, after we beat um, the Wizard of Oz. Okay. The Necro of Oz. Okay. I understand. And then you also had not... Oh, now I'm confused because there was a vial in the pouch on his neck that I don't think you knew. What I'm going to do is just to get us reset back on track because... I'm confused about what you know and what you don't know. I'm just going to tell you what these things are. And then moving forward, what I'm going to do is I'll highlight in my notes what you don't know so that I can keep track of what you don't know. I roll a nat 20 for 24 and a praise. What do I know? <laughs> so the two vials that were with the needles and the waxed silk are two potions of cure moderate wounds. I think you had identified the scrolls. Is that correct? Two scrolls? 
I don't know. I just have uh, listed as um, scroll tube. I kind of remember telling you what these were, so I'll just give it to you again. There was a scroll of fireball and a scroll of fly. Um, and then there was a parchment with a sigil inscribed on it. And that sigil was the same sigil that was on the emerald spire itself in that same room. But it is different from the other sigils on parchment that you have already. Similar stylistically, but different. And then moving on to what Gorloth, the bone priest, had in the pouch on his neck. He had a vial of silver sheen. So silver sheen is a shimmering paste-like substance that can be applied to a weapon as a standard action. It gives the weapon the properties of alchemical silver for one hour, replacing the properties of any other special material it might have. One vial coats a single melee weapon or 20 units of ammunition. And you also, in that room, there was a vial that was another potion of cure moderate wounds. And the final item, the token, is what's known as a Spire Transport Token. This small token is a thumb-sized cylinder of unbreakable greenish glass. A Spire Transport Token allows the bearer to use the Emerald Spire's transport function. The bearer can teleport to a level only if she knows and speaks its identifying rune. So I'm actually, I have a little handout for this, so I'm actually going to make this visible to you in your journal. So if you go to the open book and go under notable items, you'll be able to see an image of what the, the Spire transport token looks like. Oh, we could have Arashk craft us a bunch of these. You just need craft wondrous item. Doesn't he need to know how to do dimension door? You can increase the crafting DC by five if you don't know. Uh, the spell? Yeah. Okay. And we can get some small shards, which we'll just chip away at the wall. We'll have hundreds of them. <laughs> and then we'll sell them for profit. As far as this transport token is concerned, it's funny because the module says, While most adventurers will naturally seek to explore each level in turn, this isn't strictly necessary. So you can use the Spire transport token to descend to other levels as long as you know and speak the corresponding rune associated with that. Oh, okay, so all the little runes we've been getting. So we can skip straight to level 30? I wouldn't advise that. Yeah, it says, bypassing levels is a risky strategy. Like most dungeons, the Emerald Spire grows more dangerous as explorers descend. So do we have to be in the spire to use it? So to use a spire transport token, a character must do the following. Wear or carry a special transport token. Know the identifying rune or mark for the level he or she wishes to transport to. Use a free action to speak the name of the rune. Bring no more than one other creature along. This is the only way a non-sentient or unconscious creature can use a spire transport token. So, there you go. You've got one of those, and whoever has it, you can take one other person with you. And it's not limited use? No, it is so not. So you can just go back and forth and eventually bring everybody with you? One thing to note is that when you use this, you will always teleport to the room that the, the spire itself is in. And sometimes a spire can be adjacent to several different rooms. So it's just random as to which one you show up in. So each time you use this, you could end up in a different room. So if you did that, you may end up bringing your party back and have 
you all be in different rooms. That sounds fun. Something to keep in mind. So back to the task at hand. I'm going to assume either you guys are going to clear out this pit with the webs or if you wanted to, you can go back to town, but that's up to you. So uh, I guess Schnee would hand the potions of cure mod wounds to the players that are actually present. So <laughs> Schnee gets one, Barney gets one, and Lang gets one. I'm going to go drink mine now. So, well... Oh, so- oh wait! Wait, do we have... Do we have- I would ask you to spit back up in there, but we already discussed birds can't spit, so. (laughs) (laughs) Just Just open my mouth and let it drain. Just let it drip back in. (laughs) Gross. Uh, So I have the Wand of Cure Light Wounds has eight charges left, so I could probably get us all to full, but then after that we're out. I don't know if we want to go back to town. Probably between some party funds and stuff to sell, we could get a wand of cure light wounds but that involves us going to town and back which mm-hmm. i forget is it five miles out five miles out i mean what if we travel five miles out buy a wand some other supplies five mile back that's like half the day right probably i mean eight charges ain't bad just roll high and remember each level map that you give to the wizard he will give you a reward so you would get additional money from that as well listen his last reward was a little underwhelming okay all right, beggars can't be choosers, Mr. Level <laughs> 1. <laughs> That's fair. So what do we want to do? I don't know if uh, you want to scout ahead or if you want us to go all at once. I'm not entirely sure how we're going to get Cabbage down the hole here. I don't know if he can use a ladder. Arash will speak up. I'm going to throw all my bombs down this hole at one time. Wait and watch me as I do it. He goes to pull out his his components to mix together. I think he still has some of that intelligence damage. No, no, I'm feeling fine today. He does have temporary strength damage for some reason. I don't know what that's from. That was from the chill touch, the gates that he touched. So that would have healed. That would have healed overnight. You have to excuse me. I woke up with a bit of a tickle in my throat and my voice sounds a little bit different today. So, I'm of two minds. I think that Arashk would be the best one to scout ahead because he has dark vision, but I think he'd also be the worst one to scout ahead because I feel like he isn't good at scouting. You know, my time down here, I have kind of gotten used to the terrain, as it were. So, as long as nothing has dark vision and can see me, and I can see through foot in front of me, I can definitely scout ahead, I think, fairly well at this point. Yeah, I mean, I'm just uh, curious how far down this hole goes. And uh, what what we have to see down there. If it's not too deep, then perhaps we could just have Cabbage jump down. But if it's like 30 or more feet, then that's probably not a good idea. Can Schnee take one of his torches, light it, and drop it down the hole after we've gotten all the spiderwebs gone? Certainly. It goes down infinitely. You would guess that it goes down about 30 feet. I would guess it goes down about 30 feet. Well, that is still... Quite a bit of distance. I don't know if he can, if she can get on the ladder. Uh, we could lower her. I suppose we could try, get all four of us and tie a rope around and yeah. lower down. It's very heavy. I could not do it myself. Can Rosh go down there and uh, scout it out and then just teleport Blanky here with the sigil tie? Oh, I think you have to be touching the actual green spires there and that's in a different room. Could we do that? Let's have a, them blip down there? I suppose we, you have to know the sigil. I don't know. 
Like we have sigils, but I don't know if that's a sigil for this for or the next one. So I believe if I remember correctly, so you guys would, now that you have this knowledge, you would know the sigil for levels one and two because they are on the spire. So you would be able to correspond those with the parchment that you have for each of those. And I believe that you also were to identify a piece of parchment that had the Aslanti rune for six. Oh, yeah, let's do oh, that one. Yeah, let's go ahead and jump forward six. That's let's fine. Let's to floor six. Sarah yeah. has that prepped. What could go wrong? <laughs> well, guys, it may be a short session tonight. Yeah. You know what they say, one step forward, two step back. So, yeah, I don't know if we want to have Arash go down there, because I feel like he's the squishiest of the entire party. I thought Shni was going to. I can, as long as... Yeah, he'd have to carry a torch to see, right? Yeah, I feel confident that as long as there's nothing out of range of my 30-foot uh, sight, assuming there's not total darkness, then uh, I'll be perfectly fine. I'll live forever. Okay. Um, I guess before I go down, does anybody have used magic device? Uh, I don't think so, it no. It does nope. not appear so. So, I mean, I'm assuming we should just sell the scroll of Fireball and fly, or keep that for Josh's backup character. I mean, there's a there's an artificer technique you can take to get use magic device, but I don't know if that's something that he would actually want to do. You'd have to wait till fourth level, anyways. So yeah, probably sell it. All right. Well, I was just going to give it to somebody if they can use it, but you can use use magic device if you put rank into it, right? Yes. What's well, trained though? Yeah, that's why you have to put a rank in it. So it would be basically just what your intelligence plus Chris. your rank. Oh, charisma plus your rank. I'm sure you all are very charismatic. Uh, Barney uh-huh. has a 14 charisma. Eight. Ten. I gave him a 14 for no reason, so yeah. All right, so I guess Schnee will climb down. So I mean, I guess he's going to stealthily do it, if you can stealthily climb down a ladder. Okay. And then uh, he will just, as soon as he gets down to the bottom, assuming he doesn't get mauled immediately, um, he will take 20 in perception and just kind of look around and with his favorite terrain assuming that that works on this floor and that's not for some reason outside he will have a passive 10 perception for 30. So you descend the ladder once you've cleared away the spider webs the ladder shaft goes down 30 feet and it ends in a wide staircase that descends into darkness. On the floor where you're currently standing at the top of the stairs, you see a dead moon spider that lies on its back and its legs are all drawn up and frozen in a curled in position. An unpleasant rotting reek emanates from a sunken hole in its belly. Um, if you take time to stand there and perceive, you, you see the corpse, but you also see that there are some things inside this hole in its belly. You'd have to actually, like, get in there and fish around, but you can see that there are objects in there. Like items? Like, uh... Yes, gear? like items. Or, I'm, I'm, I, right, I'm thinking, like, like grubs or that, you know, those uh, wolf and sheep or whatever crap you know what I'm talking about. Like, oh, from yeah. Airbank? No. Oh, yeah, yeah. No. I'm not no. being tricked here today. Okay. This is, like, this is <laughs> like today. items. Okay. Items in the spider. Uh, now, when you said frozen, is it, like, cold down here? No, no, no. It's just, it's like frozen. You know when a spider dies on its back and its legs like curl up? They're just like frozen in that position. It's not cold frozen. Oh, okay. It's just frozen in that position. Yeah, I thought my endurance would come into play. Okay. 
Yeah, Schnee will want to go and look at the gear as much as that excites him, but he will at least just take a moment or two and just perceive. Obviously, he can't see too far, but listen, as long as he doesn't hear anything, then he will slowly creep over to the corpse, I guess, with his sword drawn. All right, so you move over to this corpse, and as you get closer to it, do you have a torch out at this point, or is it, are you... Yeah, I got a torch in my buckler hand and my longsword in the other. Okay. All right. So as you get closer, you can see the torch's light sheds closer on this corpse. And you can see that it looks like this hole was created by sharp objects. It's been kind of torn apart and it's really like sticky and opaque fluid that's in the hole. But you can see that now that it's settled, probably for a few days, there are three similar objects that are inside this sticky gunk that's inside this spider's belly, basically. You can you, you don't know what they are because they're covered with this gunk. Uh, you'd have to actually pull them out to see what they are. Very tempting. Schnee will poke the spider a few times with the sword, and then, assuming it doesn't somehow come alive and attack him, I guess we'll kind of like dig around in the gook with the with the weapon or anything to test if it's like acid or anything crazy like that. I mean, does it does it seem just normal gunky or? Nope. And af- actually, if you kind of fish around with your sword a little bit, you actually pierce a pocket of like fermenting gas in this spider's gut and a reeking stench is released and you don't have to roll vortitude or anything, but it is awful smell and it kind of deflates a little bit as the gas escapes. But it doesn't seem to be doing any harm to your weapon, so you don't think that it's harmful acid or anything. I rolled a flavor uh, 20 fortitude anyway. Okay, yep. To hold the uh, shiny chunks. Yeah, so you, you kind of you kind of retch a little bit, but the scent passes and kind of wafts down the stairs into the darkness. Oh, that waffle is not the best, but go to be had hit. Shni is still suspicious for no reason, so he will leave those there, but um, attempt to ascend the ladder back to the group to explain what he has seen, and then, um, I guess, find a way for us to go back down, since it seems safe. Okay, Kip, so you can climb 30 feet back up the ladder and relay the information to the rest of the party. Yeah, so it's if it's if it's safe down there, then I guess we could just lower cabbage down first and then all go down one by one. Yeah. We can uh, send him down, set him up alarm, play a little backstreet boys while he's piercing in the darkness for any movement and then we can descend carefully afterwards. Yeah, sounds like a sounds like a plan. So we're gonna just rope him down, or her down, I guess? Yeah. yeah I have some rope here that we can use. Do we have to roll strength for that? She's pretty heavy, isn't she? Ah, uh, she's 300 pounds. Between the four of you, if you're all working together and kind of bracing with each other, you would be able to lower her down safely. It takes you a while, probably half an hour, to get it all rigged up and then to lower her safely down, but you are able to do it. Because we're all down there, Shni would giddily kind of skip over to the rotting fart spider and uh, see if he can fish out the gear. So you fish through the the sticky mess of this dead rotting spider and you pull out three bloodstones which are basically like gems roll me an appraise on the bloodstones 19 Barney take a look aid me yeah I can try to aid him okay I don't think I can fail in it oh I can technically 
but I, I don't. Oh, barely. You came close with an 11. So, Shni, with a 21 appraise, you can estimate that these bloodstones are worth 50 gold each. Are you just racking up all the goodies here? We'll have enough to buy me a want. I mean, our party a want. Yeah, I I don't know why they were inside of the spider like that. Was there, did you say it was like in its stomach or something? Like it ate him? Mm-hmm. Yep, that's what it looks like. So why was there a random hole showing that? Like, did it somehow burn through it, or...? No, no. I mentioned that it looks like sharp objects have cut and pierced the hole in the spider. Oh, I see. Sorry. Okay. Yep, so you guys are on this area uh, with this corpse spider, and you can see now that the, the staircase descends down into darkness. And if you shine your torches down, uh, it illuminates the 30 feet of your torchlight, and it continues on, so you cannot see the ending of the stairs with your torches from where you're standing at the top. Yeah, well, I suppose there's only one way to go from here. That's right, a rash first in line and us behind wait for screams. That sounds like a good plan. You said a rash is going first? Uh, I'd, I'd probably have Cabbage up front, and maybe maybe have Barney riding Cabbage here. And uh, a rash could be up there too, and doesn't matter to me. I mean, I could scout first, but again, I can only see 30 feet in front of me, assuming the further and further we descend, it's still going to be darkness, so. Yes, so as you continue down, you are moving slowly, and you find that you go down roughly 90 feet before you can see that the room ahead of you opens up a little bit. And I will move us to the next map. And and don't move your characters just yet because I want to check the lighting because I don't think any of you have torches on yet. So who all has a torch at this point? Schnee would have a torch. Oh, Schnee always has a torch. Okay. Lang does not. Lang does not. Does Cabbage have a torch on her? Uh, let me see if I have another torch in here. I am listed as having one so I can mark that off and use that. Yeah. Okay. So I will go ahead and move us all to this map. How long does a torch usually last for? I think it's technically an hour per torch. Oh, I probably realistically don't have any torches then. That's okay. I mean, we'll say that you have a torch for this level and then you'll just have to restock when you go back to town. So as you move to the bottom of these stairs, you see that the broad stone stairs open into a small, irregularly shaped chamber lit by oil lamps. And the oil lamps are pretty faint, giving off just dim light. To the east, a short flight of steps leads up to a sturdy door set in the middle of a wall and flanked by arrow slits. To the north, a wide gate of iron bars blocks an archway leading to a larger chamber filled with the eerie green glow of the emerald spire. So I blocked off this door because I didn't want you to move through it, but essentially you would be able to see that this leads into... A room, and you can see that the the spire is glowing from within this room. So you cannot go into this room, but you can see into it because of the iron bars. Correct. And um, if you look in, you can see that the emerald spire protrudes from the western wall of this room. You see stairs lead up from the central portion of the room to an iron gate and a reinforced wooden door similar to the one to your east, to the north of this room. Four arrow slits to the north look out over the room. Next to the east wall, narrow stone steps descend deeper into the dungeon. It certainly seems 
a bit quieter here than the upper floor was. So, Barney, as you move up the stairs... Oh, I take it back. <laughs> Arrow slits, my friend! <laughs> yes. Uh, as you and Arashk move up the stairs, all of a sudden, arrows come flying out from the arrow slits. Where are the arrow slits? Can you see the little indentations in the wall? Oh, yes. Oh, those yes. were the arrow slits. Yes, okay. those are the arrow slits. So, against your flat-footed AC, that is a seven, so I think that misses. It does, but I'm also in front of the door, and there's no arrow slit in the door, so you I'm can safe. aim it from this area. And against Arashk's flat-footed AC, this will be a... <laughs> a tentative critical threat. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> With a... Perfect. Natural 17 to confirm. <laughs> We need to be just texting Josh throughout this. Be like, dude, you just got critted. Dude, you're one health. Running oh, healing man. potions. Okay, so this is going to be nine points of damage as okay. an arrow pierces him. Well, there goes the heal I gave. And I need him to make me a fortitude save. He's ah, not. They're tipped. They're tipped. Great at those. Average roll of a 14. Okay. All right. So for the time being, he seems to be okay. And with that, I will have everybody roll for initiative. Barney and Cabbage, what did you get? 22. Arashk? A 12. Lang? A 7. And Schnee? 23. So Schnee, you rolled really good with your initiative, but you weren't quite good enough as... Another arrow comes flying out, this time at Lang. Lang, that'll be a 15 against your flat-footed AC. I'm pretty sure. Uh, flat-footed is 13, so yes. Okay, so that will be, wow, only one point of damage, uh, but Ow! only a fortitude save. 17. And then... After that arrow, there's another arrow that comes flying out at Arashk. That one is probably going to miss with a 12 against Flatfooted. That will miss. So this isn't a trap. This is just people on the other side of this wall. I don't know anything. I'm just the game master. First up from the PCs, we have Schnee. So you can see and hear these arrows just whizzing, you know, some hitting your companions, some whizzing past. Watch out, they're shooting arrows at us. Second fun fact, Sneeze also known as Captain Obvious. Also, I stand corrected. They are bolts, not arrows. Ooh, I'm running low on bolts. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot occupy this square, correct? I'm assuming it's... That's correct, yep, yeah, because there's the gate there. Snee will run over here for tactical advances. Okay. And, uh... Roll me a perception check. Uh, okay. With favored terrain, that's going to be a whopping 14. Okay. Continue with your turn. Do I not see anything? I don't know why I rolled it. You're kind of distracted by what's going on, so you run over to those stairs and you're now hidden from view of the, the arrow slits. As Snee moves, can I drop my torch here? Yeah, definitely. Or actually probably here if I can, because I think I, I can technically toss it five foot away from me, correct? Or yes. drop it in any adjacent square. So I would have dropped it when I got to here, but in this Okay. So he'll drop that as part of the move action. Second move action, I guess, is just going to be pull out his bow. Uh, every crossbow. Uh, okay, so there is a torch right where that black dot is. 
Uh, yeah, everything I can do. After Schnee, we come to Barney and Cabbage. So I will have Cabbage move up to the door and Barney's going to try to open it. Okay, you move up to the door and it is locked. Can he make a quick standard action attempt to disable the door? Yep, go ahead and roll disable device. Ooh, natural 19 for a 30. Okay, DC 30. Wow. Oh, yeah. So you hear the door click. Oh, this was a very good door, but I think I have it here. Uh, I don't believe that I have the actions to open the door, though. And I think that's all that I can do. Okay. After Barney and Cabbage, we come to Arash. Arash will... I want him to open the door, but then he'd be right in front of the arrow slit, and he wouldn't have the ability to move away, and he's wounded. Probably best if he just gets back out of sight. Okay, so Arash will back up. Next up, we come to Lang. It's this door, right? Yep, the one right in front of Barney. Yeah. Would I be able to run up and open it? I think you would have to wait until Barney... Yeah. Yeah, you'd have to wait until Barney leaves that square. I feel like he could probably open it from the adjacent square, because you can pick up items from an adjacent square. It's a pull-open door, though. You're in the way. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> I like There's that like, idea. Yep, nope, I like yep, it. We're sticking with out. it. He hits Barney for uh, non-lethal bashing. Non-lethal bashing. <laughs> 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 All right. Well, then I will uh, ready an action to open the door if Barney moves out of the way. All right. Top of round two, Barney. You hear voices speaking in common inside, and you hear one voice that says, "They've breached the door. Quick, go warn the others." I mean, technically, we have not breached the door yet. Haven't even opened it yet. I just want to say... You you hear the voice say, Sorry, I used the wrong word. I meant to say that they just unlocked the door. But regardless, they can get through now, so go warn the others. Next up in round two, we have Schnee. Uh, so Schnee will take one action to reload her Lotus Crossbow. And then he will, I guess, shout out to the group. Let me know when you get the door open. And he will ready an action when they say the door is open. He'll just take a move action to get up closer to the door. Okay, perfect. Uh, Barney and Cabbage, you're up next. Barney will move action, open the door. Okay, so you open the door, Barney, and you can see that this long, narrow guardroom has a heavy wood door in the western wall, which is the one you just opened, along with a row of arrow slits that look out over the landing of the stairs to the levels above. An iron lever is set in the northwest corner, and a pull rope hangs on the northeast corner. And then he will... Do I want to just step aside and let Lang go in first? I don't know, do you? I feel like he'll step aside, because he didn't see any creatures in there right away, so he'll step aside for the time being. Lang, did you, you readied an action to move once he opened, or once he stepped out of the way? Yes. Okay, so go ahead and you can move. Do I see anything as I come into the room? You see that you see the the lever and the pull rope in this room. Other than that, you just see crates and barrels that are kind of stocked up. And then you see that the room to the south curves to the east. But I don't see any enemies. You don't see any enemies. What, did they all run away? <laughs> What's the... I don't know what the... the okay. There's one way to find out. 
guess he'll go... I had 25, so I've got 15 movement speed left. He'll go here. Okay. Although he can't see in the dark, really. Yeah, like I said, there are there seem to be oil lamps on the walls in these halls that are providing some light, so it's not complete darkness, at least in the hallway in this room. Oh, okay. Yeah, that'll be my turn then. I'll, I'll wait there. Barney, you can do the rest of... Oh, actually, Shnee, your action would go off now that the door is open, so you would move. Well, and I guess, I guess Ling would have maybe shouted back that there was nobody in the room. So I guess I'll, Shnee will get to there and realize that it's darkness in the room, so I'll end his movement there. So now we're back to Barney and Cabbage. You can finish your turn. I don't think I can do anything else. Okay. Then we come to Arash. Arash will double move into the room. Okay, so you double move to get in the room. And now Arash can also see the lever and the pulley, or the pull rope. And you see Lang. Yeah, and he has dark vision, so he can actually see. Uh, so you can hear faint voices coming from this direction. You don't know exactly what they're saying, but you can hear them echo through the walls. You hear shouting, and we're back to Lang. It's your turn. I guess Lang will five foot step here. Actually, could I occupy this square? Yeah. So he would five foot step there. And then ready in action to attack anything that might come into range. You see, as you get closer here, you can see in the corner is a statue of a woman with a water urn that's just in the corner of this hallway. Lovely. All right, so you're ready in action to hit something if it comes into melee. Is there like a knowledge check to know about that statue? Doesn't seem to be of any significance. Honestly, it just seems to be a pretty generic statue of a woman. Cool. Okay, yeah, just ready in action if anything comes into melee range. Okay, next up is Schnee. Schnee. Schnee will spend a move action uh, picking up his torch. Uh, and then Schnee will just kind of move 20 feet in, take a look around, and I guess move five more feet here. Is this a wall? Can I tell? Like, I, is that? Yeah, that's a wall. Okay. okay, so you're moving in. That ends your turn. Yeah, that's it. Okay, next up is Barney and Cabbage. So Cabbage will whoops will run in. That's 30 feet. One of that, whoops. I don't know why I didn't take Barney with me there. It moved just the one. Uh, and so he has a 40-foot movement, so he can go another five feet down. Still doesn't see anything there. Go another... That's the end of his move action. And he'll hold his ground there. He doesn't want to get too far ahead, but he'll relay back. He'll say, I don't see any enemies here, but I do see a door uh, in either side of this hallway. And he will wait for the rest to catch up. Next, after Barney and Cabbage, we have Arashk. Arashk will also move up like that. And he'll ready in action uh, if he sees somebody, he'll bomb him. Okay. After Arashk, we come to the other guys who are going to do stuff. And now we're back to Lang. Move 30 feet there. Do I see anything new? Do you? You should be able to see. Oh, you don't. I see a hole. Uh, yeah, there we go. Okay, there we go. Now I'm seeing some stuff. <laughs> so uh, as you round the corner, you see there are two figures at the end of this hallway that are bracing with crossbows. And as you round the corner, their readied actions go off. <gasps> and oh, you're dead. two bolts come at you. 
So Bye, the first guys. bolt is a natural 17, so I think that's going to hit. Uh, so that is five points of damage. And the other bolt is a natural three, so that one's going to miss. And now you you just used your move action, correct? Correct. Okay, so you have the rest of your turn. I'm going to double move back a little bit. <laughs> okay. Well, you can't <laughs> double move. Oh, you mean like to finish your turn, you, you did a double move. Yes. Yeah, okay. yeah. Gotcha. Okay. All right. So now you are out of sight of those two figures. After Lang, we come to Shnee. Shnee! Can I run through those crates and stuff or I have to go around them? Uh, technically, you can run through them. I didn't block them off. So I'll go 25 feet and then I guess five more feet. You look around the corner. You don't see anything down the hallway. You see Lang standing there with a bolt sticking out of his thigh. Lang, you okay? And, yeah, I'm going to run up a little more. Let's go 15 feet. Yeah, you still don't see anything. And then let's go five more feet. Nope, I'll stop for there for my full movement. So double move to get to there. So I'm assuming this is a corner that I'm on. Yes, you're on a corner down another hallway. Ernie, good to go. After Schnee, we come to Barney and Cabbage. So Barney and Cabbage will move up. It's 15 feet. So they heard the arrows come down the hallway. You see little alcove with the door. It's going to try to run across to this door here. Kind of like hide around the corner so they can't see him. I mean, they see you running to hide nope. in that little alcove. Nope. They weren't looking. They definitely were looking. They looked down to reload their crossbow so they didn't see me get here. Barney, run a, run a uh, bluff check. No, they have definitely been trained to load their crossbows without looking down. That's impressive. Can I have that feet? That's like Very combat impressive. 101. Yeah. I rolled a 16 stealth and a 23 stealth, so I'm pretty sure I, I made it with it being seen. <laughs> yeah, but what about your bluff? Well, I, I, this doesn't matter. Uh-huh. Okay. Um, uh, cabbage run by, and he goes, Barty, where did you go? I can't see you. <laughs> <laughs> they turn invisible. <laughs> uh, and that is my turn. Why, Why is, is a rash upside, upside down? <laughs> I don't know why he's upside down. <laughs> I didn't know you could apparently rotate them. Okay. Yep. <laughs> oh, goodness. Okay. I lost my train of thought. Okay, so that was Barney and Cabbage's turn. Uh, next we come to somebody. And after somebody, we come to Arashk. Okay, so Arashk. Goodness gracious, Josh, what are you doing? With this character of yours. Why are you in a heavy load, Josh? What a noob. Hang on. He has a chronic condition where he picks up everything. Yes. That his characters see. Even if he doesn't need them, he picks them up. Like, Put we love stuff down. <laughs> he carries the craziest stuff, too. The craziest Josh. stuff. Like, he's prepared for situations that don't even make sense. <laughs> How do you live with 20 foot movement speed? <laughs> right? It's like fat rolling in Dark Souls. <laughs> Get good, my bro. So I guess he'll just have to move here because he wouldn't move right into the... He wouldn't double move into the middle of the hallway with line of uh, fire. So he'll do a single move there. And I guess that's... Uh, like he'll pull out his crossbow and whatnot, but uh, that's his turn. Okay, perfect. Red is going to reload the crossbow... And take another shot. Wait, no, I can't see anybody. That's dumb. Yeah, I'm hiding. 
Alright, he's gonna do a thing and then they're Not just the thing. Gonna, they're just gonna wait and we'll come to Lang. Charge him. <laughs> Charge him. But I can get shot again. Okay. Yep. Yeah. 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 Dodge. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. You got a plus one to AC. Come on, man. You are a tank. We even gave you the belt of mighty constitution. I'll live forever. So as you round to the corner, you get two bolts coming at you. Two critical so hit. 37 the first damage. first bolt is a 12, so it's going to miss. The second bolt is a, ooh, natural 18, so that's going to hit. Oof. And that'll be four points of damage. Oof. But I get to hit them in return. Yes, you do. So you can attack Green, who's right in front of you. Yeah! A 22. A 22 will hit. Nine points of damage. Ouch! Okay, you just smack him. You have your Sunsetsukon, correct? Yes. Yeah, so you just whack him across the face with the Sunsetsukon. <laughs> and that's Lang's turn. When Next we come to Shnee. Shnee will five foot step. And... Guess I should do more than five foot step. <laughs> uh... <laughs> you can move. <laughs> you can use a move action. Guess I should have done I more mean, than I, I five I feet. call a five foot step, but... Yeah, but you haven't done anything that would negate... Like, you haven't made two shots or anything, so... A five-foot step, and then take my other 25 moves. I five-foot step, <laughs> and then I five-foot step again, and then I five-foot step again until I hit 20 feet. So I will move up, I guess. Or where's where's my fancy... Where's the fancy ruler here? Oh, we're good. Yeah, we're good. So Schnee will move up to here... Um, he'll he'll just drop the torch where he is, um, and then he will take a shot at uh, Red. I guess the one right in front of him. Okay. These look like the ones that were chasing that lady. All right, so let me put on my point blank shot here. Ooh, twenty six. Start us strong. Wow. Yeah, that's a definite hit. So you fire your bolt, and you basically say my crossbow is better than your crossbow, and you hit them for four piercing damage. I don't know. They hit me for quite a bit of damage. Their crossbows are pretty good. Yeah. Uh, that's everything I can do. Okay. So, Schnee, you've now backed Barney into a corner, and it's Barney's turn. Barney will run out at him. 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30. Okay. So, move action to run up, and I guess Cabbage will get a single attack. This is against red. Whichever one is in front of him, yeah. So red. I'll get a one bite. It's a 14. A 14 will miss. I disagree. Okay, you can certainly disagree. And then Barney will attack. So I'm not entirely sure how this works. So Barney's weapon is a reach weapon. Can he attack on the move up? Like, can, can Barney attack with his horse chopper here? as he moves up for Cabbage to attack? Or, like, if he stops here to attack, can Cabbage not attack? I'm gonna say that. I'm gonna say that you can't you can't do it quite like that. So, you would have to attack and stop, or is the only weapon that you have a horse chopper? He has other weapons, but he'd have to spend actions to swap out to him, so it doesn't really matter. Okay, makes sense. So, after Barney and Cabbage, we come to this person... It looks like there is a room full of them over here. You see one of them comes out of this room with a short sword and is going to swipe at you, Barney. 
Why why attacking me? Because you're riding a mechanical dinosaur. Yeah, why not attack the dinosaur? Yeah, because they know to that you're the intelligent one. Um, but a twelve, I'm guessing, is gonna miss. Yes. And we come to Arashk, who is cowering in fear around the corner. He's got his little piece of metal out and he's looking at it. <laughs> He will timidly move up. <laughs> and then as a swift action, he will split one of his bombs and he'll throw a fission bomb at uh, the only one that he has a direct line of sight on. Okay, the dark blue one. Yep. So Josh doesn't have any buffs in for his character, so I'll manually add mentally the point blank shot. Wow, it's like he's never played Pathfinder before. My goodness. So it's a 20 to hit touch. Yes, that will hit. For is the point blank shot in the damage oh no that's the throw anything bonus I assume so I think it's seven points of damage so seven points of damage to dark blue. okay so throw anything gives him a plus one on attack rolls he has for damage he has a plus one on damage all right Josh what are you doing come on but he why would he he couldn't have put he couldn't have programmed point blank shot into the damage as default Oh no, he has his his uh, focused burn, his character trait gives him a plus one on damage rolls. So yeah, it is seven points of fire damage is correct. All right, you got off easy this time, Alan, but next time you won't be so lucky with your cheating ways. Okay, so seven points of damage to dark blue. So that was his move in standard. And it's a swift to split the bomb? Yeah. Technically, he would be doing more damage because he didn't increase the damage die like he should have, but I'm not going to bother with it. It's his own fault. <laughs> we'll see if he listens to this recording and does it. It should be doing two die of damage instead of one die of damage. Okay. I think. Gotcha. I'm pretty sure that's every odd level that goes up like sneak attack. Next up, we will come to... So I've got some things going on inside. Oh, I see him. And... Then I will come to my red and green. So red's first. Red's going to step back, load a crossbow bolt, and fire it. Haha, <laughs> joke's on you. I have a reach weapon. Uh. Yeah, he doesn't know that. So it will provoke. Yeah, I'm not going to hit, but 11. Yeah. Yeah, 11's going to miss. So he ducks as you wildly swing your horse chopper around and around. I'm not used to attacking on top of the cabbage here. All right, and, well, he's going to miss also because he rolled a 11 as well. <laughs> so. If I had combat, oh, I should get combat reflexes. Yep, and then green will take a step back and fire a bolt at Lang, and that'll be another 11, so that's stupid. Oh, I, I really should get combat reflexes. I could have made three attacks opportunities. You could have, yeah. Uh, next we come to Lang. Five foot step. Is he going to do it? Flurry of blows, and I'm going to use a key point. Oh, he's going to do it. I'm going to do it. So I will get, uh, by spending one point from his key pool as a swift action, a monk can make one additional. Oh, wait. No, that's right. Yeah, but it says unarmed. Yeah, we went over this, though. Your monk weapon functions the same as unarmed. For flurry of blows. It doesn't yeah, yeah, for... for elemental or stunning. Elemental place, stunning. Flurry of okay. Blows. It does. Okay. Yes. Yes. So three attacks. About to eat this Setsukan. First attack is a 19. A uh, 19 will hit. 11 points of damage. All right, so that is enough to put green down. Those D10s, man. Then I am switch. It's so broken at an early level. I was thinking about that today. I was like, that Setsu. Set. 
San Setsukan is so broken. So then obviously he'll switch targets to red. A 24 with his 19 on the die, so a critical threat, but a 7 to confirm. Okay, so it hits, but it doesn't confirm. So 8 points of damage on that. Okay, he's still up. And then a 14. Uh, 14 will miss, but good grief, max damage. That's scary. <laughs> Yikes. All right, so Lang pops off three hits with his Sansetsukan. Uh, after that, we come to Shnee. Shnee! All right, uh, move action to reload and standard to shoot at the new assailant. 21. A 21 will hit. And that's max damage. Wow. My goodness, guys, would you stop it? (laughs) (laughs) Yay, weapon focus. And 11 points of damage is enough to put him down as well. That was Schnee's turn. Next, we come to Barney and Cabbage. So I'm going to have them... I don't want to step up into the open door. Ooh, ooh, okay. Okay, here's what I want to do. You can tell me if if this works. I'm going through it in my head. If I five-foot step up, Cabbage can take a full attack, and Barney can use his his move action to close the door, and that'll be his turn. Ooh, tricky. That's that's what I want to do. I like it. Because then they can't just swarm me quite so easily. Yeah, I wasn't sure because where you were before, you could have also attacked and then Cabbage could five foot step and do a full attack as well if you yeah, wanted to. then I attacks. couldn't have closed the door. I'm just saying, just giving you another option. Well, but yeah. Closing the door is the best option. Yeah. <laughs> and then he'll do the full attack. Cabbage will do the full attack. Okay. So the bite will miss with a 10. Okay. The first claw maybe with a 16. That will hit. For four points of damage. Okay. And then the final claw, a natural 20 for a 25, but a natural 1 for a 6 to confirm. (laughs) Good gravy, guys. You are pulling out the 20s today, and I don't appreciate it. And the 1s. That's how my my monk's going to make it past level (laughs) 4. Yeah, right. Natural 20s. (laughs) Yeah. So, obviously, a natural 20 hits, but the natural 1 confirm misses. For another 4 damage. Okay, so he had one hit point left, so he goes down. If all three of those attacks had hit, I would do just one more point than uh, the maximum single hit damage that Lang can do. All right, so after that we come to this one, who is going to... You will move to be here and open this door, and I think he can shoot at Lang... From where he's at. No. Probably. Not true. False. He will. So. Did he have to move up and open the door? Oh, you're right. Yes, he did. Yep. So that was my, his full turn. <laughs> I got you, Ling. <laughs> sure. Next, we come to Arashk. Um, Arashk is going to. So this door situation. Can he see green? Like, does he have line of sight on him? I don't know exactly how these doors are working. Three bite, like, are they... There's, like, a skinny post in between each door. Right. So he might, from where he's at, might get a sliver of green, but it's not as much as what your token sees because there would be, where that dark spot is, it would be obscured. So it would be, like, against cover. Exactly. He is within point-blank shot range. So it would be against touch AC with cover, but he'd have point-blank shot. Yeah. So, yeah, he'll, he'll throw his second fission bomb there. Okay. Uh, the other one that he had split. So it's going to be one higher because of point blank shot. Yes. 
23 against touch. That was a pretty okay. good roll. Yeah, that will hit. Doing eight points of fire damage. Oh, it's still not programmed? Okay. Uh, yeah, I'm not going to bother putting that in. Okay. Because I'm lazy. And uh, And then when he plays again, he won't have it in, and we'll just say, yeah. well, sorry. We'll be like, you should have listened back to the other session and you'd know. <laughs> exactly. Sarah put so much effort into listen or into editing and nobody listens except you, so served you right. Okay. Uh, next we come to this guy. What is he going to do? He doesn't like this situation. He's going to move out of sight. And next we come to this other one who will... It's funny you say that because I don't think I could see him to begin with. Oh, really? I think Len could see him. I could, oh. the yellow? Yeah. Yep. I yeah. couldn't. I could see him, yeah. I was like, oh, who's in sight? So now we're back to Lang. This is the top of round seven. Uh, I guess he'll five foot step here. I see you again! I see you back there! He screams like a little girl. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> um, five foot step and flurry of blue. Not using a key point this time. Okay. Yeah, it's probably, probably not. So, okay, here's my question with that, and I don't know if it specifies. Can you choose to do your key strike after you've already done your first two attacks? Or do you have to declare the key strike before you start making your attacks? It doesn't say in the text. It doesn't say in the text. It just says by spending one point from his key pool as a swift action, a monk can make one additional unarmed strike at his highest attack bonus when making a flurry of blows. I was just going to play it that if I don't call it, I can't use it. Yeah, because that makes a big difference, because otherwise it's like... Right. If I didn't down an enemy, but I know that he's low, I could be like, oh, key point, attack again. So I was just going to play it that like I have to choose. I mean, you could theoretically, if you do a full round attack with um, you know, rapid fire something with an archer, we fill out it to if you down an enemy, switch to a new one. I mean, I guess you're still attacking, but it does say swift action. Yeah, the there's nothing stopping you from taking a swift action alongside a full round action, and like you can five foot step between attacks. I guess the only thing is, what if he calls it, but he downs it in the first two hits, and then you waste a key point. That's what I'm. That's what I'm saying. Like if you call it and then you don't end up using it, versus if you wait to call it. I don't know if there's a definitive correct answer. Game master, I'll let you make that decision. Based on how we're hitting today, she'd probably say you have to call it before. And that's fine. I'm fine with that. I had prepared myself to do that anyway, so... Yeah, I would lean towards calling it, but if you call it and then don't use it, I wouldn't say that you expend the key point. Does that make sense? That seems fair. So if I call it and then I end up not using it, I don't use the key point. Exactly. Yep. That seems fair. Okay. I like it. All right. So two attacks against the dude in front of me. Okay. A 13. Uh, that misses. And a 13. <laughs> also misses. You must have scared each other. Ah. <laughs> She's like, weirdly, the second 13 hits. <laughs> yeah, right. It's like, finally, his AC goes down every Ow. hit. Yeah. Uh, next up, we have Schnee. Schnee will reload and... Five foot step and open that door? Actually, he <laughs> was going to check it, yes. Oh, really? <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so he will reload five-foot step. He's not going to open it, but he's just going to, like... I'm assuming it's a knob. Turn knob. Mm-hmm. It's a key fob. Oh, okay. Well, he doesn't have the <laughs> key, so he'll walk away. Very advanced. I, I guess he just wants to check, check it. Is it locked or unlocked? It is unlocked. If you jiggle the handle, it doesn't appear to be locked. Okay. So I guess... 
So I five foot, or so I reloaded move action, five foot step, and then second move action was wiggle the door handle. <laughs> so yeah, probably. Like, <laughs> yes. I'm not going to open it, but I guess, yeah. Perfect. Next is Barney and Cabbage. Barney will use his action to open the door, and then he'll uh, Cabbage will five foot step in and attack Green. So maybe one of these will hit twenty one for five damage. And that is enough to put that guy down. Okay. The other attacks obviously switch to Lang. Okay. Roll to hit. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I think that's it. After Barney and Cabbage, it would have been his turn, but he's dead. Now we come to Arashk. Arashk will move 5, 10, 15, 20 there. And he still has his crossbow back out from whenever I said that last combat or whatever. Okay. I guess maybe he wouldn't have had it loaded as we were running around, but this is the same combat as before, right? Right. This is just one continuous combat. Okay. So it's not like we were exploring with a loaded crossbow. Okay. Right. Which would be foolish. Don't do that, children. So he will fire it at the guy in the back, I guess. He has okay. dark vision, so that that doesn't matter. But I think he's outside of... Yeah, he's outside of point blank shot. So it's just a normal crossbow strike. He does the thumbs in his ears, sticks his tongue out, and goes, neener, 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 and that misses. 13 will miss. Yeah. yeah. Oh, no, surprisingly, the 13 hits that guy. No, <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> it is now that guy's turn. So he removes his thumbs from his ears, loads his crossbow, and he will take a shot at Barney. Why not shoot at Cabbage? I don't want to. That is going to be a 17. Maybe. Okay, yes. I'm going to give you the damage anyway. That's seven points of damage. Okay. And that's his turn. Next, we come to other guy who will... He disapparated. And after him, we come to Lang. I'm going to get you. Boop. And one attack. Nine! That'll do it. Ooh, it's close. It's close. You see the sweat drip off his brow. <laughs> that's uh. nice, though. Come on. And see, I just said at the beginning of this session, like, no, I don't really have trouble hitting. I, I won't take weapon <laughs> focus. It's fine. I don't struggle to hit. Right? Yeah. Not sure if weapon focus would have helped much there. No. No. Next is Schnee. Schnee. Schnee will open the door. Okay. Be my guest. Uh, he, he will. He, oh, I can do it. Oh, yes, I have four. You can. I yes. forgot. So you open the door and you can see this chamber is a small barracks with a pair of double bunks and a small privy in the north wall. The eastern portion of the room is partitioned into a pair of cells with doors made from iron bars. Inside each is a shoddy bunk and a rusty bucket. Schnee will five foot step in. Okay. Hello? So these here are the cell doors. So I have a door there I guess I could open so you could see in, but there technically you can't get through there so is there so there's another door up here though that's not a jail cell yeah no that's just a, a standard door a wooden door okay so you shout out hello and there's no response <laughs> and uh yeah i guess he'll take the rest of his movement to get over yonder that's his turn after schnee we come to barney and cabbage they will run up to the dude in the back of the room and make one attack. Adam, her, it. Ouch! Okay, roll your attack. And please miss. 17. Oh, nuts. For seven points of damage. Ow! Well, that one hadn't been hit yet, but that still doesn't feel good. You've been cornered. Okay, so and, that, uh, that's it. That's it? Okay. Schnee. 
you start to hear some noise coming from inside this cell. It's a... And it starts to get louder and louder as a creature emerges. A gibbering mouther? <laughs> I've never fought a gibbering mouther before. That's terrifying. Wait, wait, it can go through the bars? Yep, sure Is it can. An ooze? You're so dead. And it's going to. Oh my goodness! That no. shit's an ooze. It's going to engulf you. about this right now? It's going <gasps> to engulf you. Oh my goodness. Okay. All right. Yeah, it's going to make one attack at you. Maybe maybe it's not going to engulf. That is an 18 to hit. Should uh, take a look here. Yep. Okay. So that is going to be two points of damage, and it's going to try to grab you. Classic. Less than ideal. So it's on the grab check. <laughs> yeah. A uh, natural one, so that's going to miss, but oh, it tried. Goodness. It really tried. It was like on the 17, and then it just rolled. It's terrifying. And I, I'm i upset because it did not respond when I said hello earlier, so it's definitely not friendly. <laughs> yeah, you get the impression it's not. Oh, but, Schnee, roll me a knowledge dungeoneering. I probably would prefer to roll a knowledge get the heck out of there. <laughs> Well, you can do that after this. Throw on my monster lore here. Yeah, I'll do it. That's a 23 to know Ooh. what I'm going to be killed by. Okay. So I will tell you what this creature is, and you will get one piece of information. I want the, oh, wow, piece of information, please. Disgusting, loathsome, and hungry. These are the only words that properly describe the gibbering mouther. A foul oh, beast that lurks in underground caves, sewers, and nightmares. Mouthers have no societal, e- ecological, or re- religious significance other than their ability to drive those that listen to them mad. Some scholars believe that gibbering mouthers are a lesser variant of the much more dangerous Shoggoth, while others theorize they are a punishment by some powerful being or deity inflicted on those who have offended it. So you wanted to know... Uh, oh, I guess the other piece of description is this horrid mass of eyes, mouths, and formless flesh stares in all directions. It's countless moths yammering ceaselessly. So that's the noise that you heard it going. So you wanted to know the the first like exclamation that I made when I looked at this stat block? Wait, there's more than one? Well, <laughs> I mean. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. It's got a lot going on. Yeah. I mean, I guess, all right, so what would happen if it would have grabbed me? Yes. So a couple of things. But the first thing that you should know is on a successful grapple check after grabbing, several of the creature's mouths attach to the target. Each round, it maintains its grapple. Its mouths automatically deal 1d4 points of bite damage and one point of constitution damage as it drains its victim's blood. It looks like something from, uh, what's that? what's that movie? Stephen King? They're in the Antarctic to find an alien. The Thing? Yes, that's it. I already knew the movie. <laughs> What's that thing? The Thing. The Thing. I was thinking of it for some reason, but that's not it. But yeah, it looks like definitely from The Thing. Yes. And uh, actually, looking at this, Schnee, I need you to also roll me a will save, please. At the sound of this. Yep. Ooh, 22. Okay. All right. So you're able to keep your mind clear as this yammering mouthing sounds threaten to overwhelm your psyche. 
Okay, that was its turn. Next we come to Arashk. So Arashk is going to probably focus on the one thing that it can see, he can see in line of sight, who's this guy up here. Okay. Uh, he'll split another bomb, and so swift action, split a bomb, standard action, throw it at that guy who is within point blank shot, and then after throwing it, he's going to five foot step in and move action, close whichever one of these doors is relevant to line of sight as best he can, at least. Uh, so the attack roll is... So even with point blank shot, I don't know if a nine is going to hit touch AC. A uh, nine's going to miss touch. Okay. So whichever one of these doors is like either this one or this one, probably that one, the middle door. Yeah, that's like, probably your best bet. The kind of kick closed the middle door to try to obscure as much line of sight between them as possible. That'll be his turn. All right. After Arash, we come to Yellow, who's going to drop his crossbow pull out a short sword and attack Lang. So that's only going to be a 10 to hit, though, so that's going to miss. And can't do anything else. Yeah, he's accepted his fate. Top of round nine. I'm actually super surprised that that was legitimately a gibbering mouther. Yeah, you said that, and I, I giggled internally. I actually thought that they were a higher CR than what we would see at this point, but... No, it's pretty, it's pretty standard. I mean, it's not an easy creature, but it's... I've never encountered him, so I, I couldn't r recall. Okay, so this guy can get to be here and see Arashk, and we'll make a swipe at Arashk with... Are you sure he can see Arashk? Yeah, through the door. The door's open. Are you sure? Yeah. Uh, so on the way, we'll drop the crossbow, pull out a short sword, and make a swipe at Arashk. That is a 15... I will miss. Oh my goodness. It was extraordinarily close. I want some criticals like you guys are getting. No, you're not allowed. You already had a couple. Well, I had one to start it off. I don't think I had any others, did I? You had one confirmed crit. I don't know if we've confirmed a crit yet. That's fair. Next up is Lang. Oh man, yellow is so dead. Prepare for your doom. Flurry of blows, obviously. Ouch. He just huddles down and he like closes his eyes. And 22 faces. to hit. Ouch, that's gonna oh, do he's it. He's dead. Oh, 11. Yeah, that's that's enough. He's he's down. Clearly, I hit cabbage with my follow through. You even get a move action now. I do. Do I know where Schnee is? I, I don't know if any of us know <laughs> where Schnee is. Like, he just wandered off. Like, I have no idea where he's at. You should roll the perception to see if he said hello. Oh, that's right. You did say hello. I was like, hello. The other room. <laughs> the other room. He'll move there, and that'll be his turn. And I realize I never read to you the description of this room, which you may be able to tell based on the decor, but... So there's the three doors that you entered in, and on the other side in the hallway, you would have been able to see that each door is carved with images of lordly feasts. Although in each of these images, there is a hooded gray figure that appears in the background silently watching. What a creep. Lang, since you were on the other side, you would have seen this. Go ahead and roll me. Well, actually, anybody except Schnee. Roll me knowledge religion if you have. Actually, now that I say that, that's just me at most parties. A 13. <laughs> it's not untrue. <laughs> <laughs> it's Jason. It's a depiction of Jason. Yeah, basically. <laughs> All right. So you're not able to gather any significance from that. But and Jason, neither you nor Arashk has knowledge religion. Apparently not. I mean, not you, because you probably in the real life would have knowledge religion. I mean, Barney. Uh, nope. Okay. We've got, uh, it looks like the same knowledges. 
Okay, perfect. And then as far as the rest of this room goes, you can see that there are shelves that are fitted on the north wall and the south wall that have mismatched goblets, platters, and bowls fitted on them. A number are made of fine porcelain emblazoned with crests of noble families. There's a raised table up here that has three lavish chairs on the east end of the room. It's really screwing with Barney's OCD. Yeah, it is. Uh, so after Lang, we come to Schnee. I'm going to solo this thing. You got this. Little Shay's getting out of here. Forward draw. Tack forward, straight. Uh So Schnee will, like, run through Flavor Knock over that uh, chair, and he's just going to book it up in the direction of those people. So with the withdrawal, is it just your full movement? Double, or double movement. movement or? Okay. Well, it could be up to, yeah, up to you. Okay, so he's going to go this way. Yeah, it's re- okay, there's, yeah, okay, 20, and then there's another 10, so that's my 30-foot movement, and then, uh, I don't know how far that thing can move. Does this guy, like, can I say, does he get a bow out, or does he get a sword? I don't know if I can He has tell. a sword out. You know, Schnee is just going to, like, run, he's going to provoke, he's going to run by, and just be like, watch out, there's crazy thing over there! <laughs> And he will provoke. Like, he's, he's taking his chances with the attack of opportunity over that mouth thing. So you will provoke from sword guy. Let's see what happens. Do I lose any of my AC when I do a full movement like that? No, you don't. Natural two, so you're good. He's pretty focused on Arashk that he didn't really pay you any mind as you ran past. Next up is Barney and Cabbage. So they will move over here, 5, 10, 15, 20 feet over here. They don't see anybody up there. They do see the guy over there, so they'll move 5, 10, 15. They'll move over here, and Cabbage can get one attack. Uh, so the bite, with a natural one, will miss. That's what we like to see. That's his turn. Next up, we have that guy, and then that guy. Okay, next up is Arashk. He will step back and throw his uh, the other half of his fission bomb, his split bomb there. So point blank shot, precise shot, all those things. 20 against touch AC. 21, sorry. That will hit. For nine, nine points of damage. Ow! Yeah, so you just see it's like a Molotov cocktail hits this guy in the side of the head. He's still up, but that did a lot of damage to him. And I think that's it. Next up, we have this guy who will emerge from this room and see a whole bunch of stuff going on in this hallway. Will call back to the others and say, they've taken down a bunch of our men. Quick, get out here. And will spend a move action to load, to pull out and load the crossbow. Although pulling out is probably a move action. We'll pull out the crossbow. So if he had to move, then he'd have to do the other action to pull it out. If he five foot stepped, then he could think he could do both. Actually, no, he cannot because he move action opened the door and then moved out. Yeah, so that as well. He does not have anything in his hands. Next, we come to the guy right in front of you, Barney, who has a sword out and will swipe out at you with the sword. At cabbage? No, at you. <laughs> I don't know why they're all so insistent on hitting the gnome that's Good on the dinosaur. Grief! It's a six. So that's going to miss. Yeah, you should be attacking the dinosaur. They're trying to get the rider. Gnomes are really hard to hit. Next up is this one who will move out and behind this guy. Well, actually, no, it was going to move in front, see what is going on. And as they moved, pulled out their crossbow and will spend a move action. Actually, no, 
they will come out, see what's going on, pull out their short sword, and then we'll move up to Shni and make an attack with this short sword. Oh my goodness gracious. It's a seven, so that's gonna miss. After his turn, we come to Lang. Can I move there? Yes. Is that alright? Yes, you can. We'll provoke. From who? Oh, he has a short sword out. That's right. Yes. Hang on. Sorry, I thought he had a crossbow. You could move here and attack orange without provoking. That's not orange, is it? It's uh, pink. I don't know why I said orange. <laughs> pink. I get what you're saying. Are you colorblind, I don't, Jason? I mean, I have no idea why I I've said orange. I've known you for 25 years, and I didn't know you were colorblind? You're my no, brother. No, How did I, I not know that? Does a 17 hit? Yeah. For seven points of damage? Yeah. They, they go down. Sorry, I was going to go here if he shot his crossbow out, but... Oh, yeah, he does not. He'd be the worst archer ever if he walked up to Steve and shoot him. <laughs> right? Blank. Well, point listen, blank. man, po- that point blank is a little too literal, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> All right, after a we come to Schnee. Schnee! Ah, Schnee's in a pickle. Yeah, Schnee's not having a good combat. <laughs> Schnee's doing much better than last time, though. That's very true. Uh, <laughs> continuous improvement. You got this. Ah... Uh... See, if you do poorly enough, you can only go up. I want a five-foot step back to shoot. I do not want to get closer to the... I want to tame it. It's probably busy. Maybe I'll take my luck. So, yeah, Schneel five-foot step back, and um, then he'll kind of shot to the others. Oh, don't go back down that hole. There's a blob with a ton of mouths. And then he will shoot at this uh, blue guy in front of him. Jason told me it was blue. <laughs> Good thing I don't have any blue tokens in your visibility oh, uh, right Shnee, now. So. When he fight, he'll he'll uh, just shoot. He has to drop his uh, torch. Oh, okay, gotcha. So he'll just drop it there. Um, I guess you could just leave it there because I might pick it up. But for now, yeah, just drop it I'll on, just like, leave on it on you. It, it'll give off enough light, so that's just fair. pull a Zorro and hold it in your Shnee mouth. Snee just ties a rope <laughs> to the end of the torch in his belt so when he moves. The torch just flatters <laughs> <laughs> along the ground. <laughs> Shoot Shoot blue. Oh, with a nine. That is a nat one for a no. Max damage, though. For a no, yeah. He's still really super spooked about the mouth. I feel like he's, like, looking back just to see what's there, and he just loses sight and just biffs. Yeah. Okay. Next up, we have Barney and Cabbage. So, yeah, so Cabbage and Barney. So Barney will take his attack because he's at range right now with his reach attack. A 12 will probably miss. Uh, And then uh, Cabbage will step up and do his attacks, her attacks. Gosh, dang it. I never I never realized how difficult it is to role play a a male character and a female character. I just swap up every time. Okay. 13 on the bite will miss. A 19 on the claw, and then a 20 on the claw. The 19 and the 20 will hit. Yep, so a total of 9 damage. Okay, 9 damage to orange. Okay, so it's my turn now. So I have this guy, 5, 10, 15, 20. Gets to see what's going on, so then we'll do 25, 30, and... Oh, man, that stinks. Yeah, if he moves, I do get an attack of opportunity. I don't think he's going to do that because I looked at his stat block and saw something unfortunate. So he's going to actually move behind (laughs) and pull out his sword. (laughs) Something unfortunate? Okay. Yeah. He's got stumpy little hands. Well, (laughs) 
It's just that he's he's not skilled enough to be able to draw his sword while he moves, so he has to stop no and then drop his sword. Draw his sword. Yay. So that's why he did that. Level one. one Luigi's yeah. got one hit die. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. Uh, next, we come to Arashk. Arashk will um, he'll move out here, and he will. Oof. Yeah, he's going to do it. He's going to throw a regular bomb at purple back there. Oh, dear. See if he can't get some splash going on. Oh, dear. Okay. So he does have point blank shot. So 5, 10, 15, 20. Yeah, so point blank shot. Uh, the guy will have cover. So plus four to his AC. Okay. This is at But that's going to be a 24 against touch. Yeah, I get, no, it's against uh, purple. Oh, okay. Yes, that will hit purple. So wonderfully minimum damage. So purple will take five points of damage and blue will need to make a reflex save. If there is a person I can't see in this square, they would as well. But okay. I can't see if there's anybody there. Noted. So that is a 23 on the reflex save. Okay. So Half he would only take two? two unless he has evasion. But I doubt they're high enough level for evasion. Yeah. He... he he hopes someday with his training to achieve evasion. It doesn't look like he's going to make it, but... He's got a B, a B of zero, but he does have evasion. He ho- he's hopeful. <laughs> I feel like that's the definition of min-maxing. Yeah. Top of round 11, we have my guy going, who... I think I said he pulled out a sword, so he will charge with his sword and will provoke from you, Barney. Which one? Uh, this guy. Actually, he's not going to charge. He will roll acrobatics to avoid the attack of opportunity. So his acrobatics will be... Oh, natural 20 on the acrobatics. My CMD is 13. Okay, well, he evades your flailing horse chopper and will make one attack with the short sword, which is a... <laughs> Couldn't roll a natural 20 on that. Had to roll a natural 6, so that's going to miss. I'm telling you, you should be attacking Cabbage. Barney's just super hard to hit. And then Yellow is going to roll acrobatics to try to get in between you and Schnee. And I think, Schnee, you have your crossbow out so you don't provoke. Does he need to... You mean this square? Well, he wants to get here. Okay. Yeah. So he would move 5, 10 to get there. So you're avoiding cabbage this time. Exactly. Yep. Okay. So cabbage actually has a respectable CMD. So. So acrobatics here will be, uh, nineteen. Cabbage has a CMD of twenty. Oh, nuts! Okay. So roll your attack of opportunity. That is a twenty-four to hit for five points of damage. All right. So he's still he's still up, but that didn't feel very good. He's not going to do that again, but will try to attack you with flanking now. And flanking will be... Uh, Barney? Actually, he'll go for Cabbage this time because Cabbage just took a slice out of his behind. So he will try to whack at Cabbage. Tentative critical threat on Cabbage. What's the total? The total is a 24. Okay, yeah, that'll hit. Uh, I'm sorry, 23. Yeah, that'll still hit. Okay. To confirm, natural three. So it's not going to confirm. So... I technically can use mounted combat as an immediate action to negate the hit. He was just playing this up the whole time, Sarah, to convince you. Yeah, he was baiting me. 
my ride check has to exceed his attack. So 23? It's possible. I have a plus eight. If you roll a natural 20, so help me. I'm going to log off. I have a plus eight. I have to roll a... So I have to exceed it. So I have to roll a 16 or higher. I do not. Okay. I hate you. Oh, sorry. That was an 18 total. (laughs) I thought it was an 18 on the die and I was about to get off this game. No, that was separate. She just hates you, period. It was regardless (laughs) of the roll. She's just like, it's regardless. I I hate you. (laughs) Yeah. Now, I'm, I'm also very angry about this. I feel like this is your fault. But cabbage is a construct, right? Yes. So the construct traits? Yes. Meaning cannot be sneak attacked? Oh yeah, it can't be sneak attacked. I, I thought you were talking about flanking. I was like, they could they can they can be they can be flanked. That's, That's... really trash. Construct can't be sneak attacked? Yeah, because they don't because the whole point of sneak attack is like precision damage, so you're trying to that find might not be the case. Let me check. I mean, they still have precise components, like yeah, gears and might, stuff. It might be like undead, where you technically still can, even though it doesn't sound like you can. Yeah, I don't see anything with sneak attack on there, so I think oh, okay. you're fine. I get confused. What is it? It's incorporeals can't be. Oozes, oozes can't be. Incorporeals, um, elementals. Elementals. Okay. Does it specifically say in the stat block that it can't be sneak attacked, or is that just supposed to be something you know? It says under the traits. So, like, elemental traits or ooze traits, it'll say not subject to precision damage or sneak attacks. Okay, well then I will roll my sneak attack on Cabbage. So just a regular hit, not a critical. So this will be uh, three points of piercing damage from the short sword, and then... Four points of sneak attack damage, precision damage. So that'll be Orange's turn. Next we come to Lang. Oh boy. Oh boy. You done messed up, Yellow. He'll five foot step. Flurry of blows! That's a 25 with a 17 to confirm. Yeah, so that hits and confirms and I'll just let you know that. 13 damage. He's dead. Is that lackluster? You get a crit, it's only three. Right, it's only three points because I rolled a one. (laughs) Yeah, always funny when you roll and roll 20 and the crit damage is lower than the regular damage. (laughs) So, like, you did a five-foot step in one attack and there's nobody else around. In range. So, who's this guy? Oh, that's Arashk. (laughs) Okay, put you back. (laughs) I finish Arashk off. Yeah. All right, after Lang, we come to Schnee. Schnee will spend a move action to study target red. I don't see a red. Isn't it red? I highlighted it. It looked like it was red. It's like a purple. It's purple. The outside of the token is red, and then I have like a wispy purple on the outside. If I hover over the token, the token itself is red. Or is that all of them? Oh, never mind. (laughs) 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 Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I pulled a Jason. Let's go here. So, study target, and uh, he will shoot at the one in front of Cabby. Okay. That is a 23 to hit for 7 pokey damage. Yes. And you you have precise shot now, correct? I Yeah, I actually had that uh, from uh, level 2. Awesome. Okay. Uh, that is enough to put purple down. Nice. Wow. And um, Schnee will 5 foot step, and that's my turn. All right. Next, we come to Barney and Cabbage. Okay. Barney and Cabbage will move here. You said we could... You could occupy the... Yeah, yeah. I'll say those are occupiable squares. Move up there. And this guy had a... Short sword. Short sword, okay. Because remember, he had to take a step back and then draw his short sword, so... Yep. So move over there to try to leave some line of sight for the ranged people. And uh, one attack from Cabbage. 
A 13 will probably miss. Yes, that does miss. Uh, and that's it. It is Blue's turn. So Blue is going to attack and just so you can't yell at me anymore, I'll roll to see whether it's Barney or Cabbage. So one is Barney, two is Cabbage. So two is Cabbage. Ah. So short sword attack at Cabbage is... <laughs> I keep rolling sixes, man. That's not even funny. So it's going to miss. And after Blue... Well, Blue's going to five foot step back. Uh, next we come to Arashk. Arash will move up to here-ish, whatever's within 30 feet, which is that. Uh, and actually, no, we're not. We're going to conserve bombs. He's going to five foot step up. What? No, you are not playing Arash great if you're going to conserve bombs, okay? <laughs> he's going to five foot step up, and he's going to move action, load the crossbow back, and then standard action, shoot the crossbow. Oh my gosh. Oh my goodness. Look at that There's regular... A natural, <laughs> natural 20 for a 26 to hit. And then a 23 to confirm, and it went from the 1 normal damage to a 10 critical damage. That's ridiculous. That was a bit of a disparity there in, in damage, for sure. I call hacks. Uh, that is enough to put blue down, though. Nice. See? See, Josh? Doesn't always have to be a bomb. Although, if you hadn't confirmed, you would have done one point of damage. Yeah, that's true. I mean, that's fair. <laughs> and with that, it seems like you have put down all of the combatants so far. So, uh, Snee, what are you talking about before with uh, something down the hallway? Yeah, there's a uh, ooze thing with a lot of mouths. It tried to bite me. Grab me. I didn't appreciate it. Ah, My friend zoned it and got out of there. Is it, uh, is it coming this way? I don't hear anything. Schnee will pick up his torch and just lob it in said direction. I'll see if you can see it. Uh, I won't put it on the map, but if you lob the torch there, you don't see anything in the torch's light. So, Bonnie, can't you uh, close doors from a distance? Uh, yeah, I can, if, if you if you want me to do that. I prefer. Move up here just enough to get line of sight on the door and close it with open close. Okay, from where you're standing, you can actually see through the door, the light coming through the door, you can see this hunk of flesh and mouths and eyes and tongues and it's just and as it sees you it starts to move like slush towards you but you close the door yeah that looked like something very hideous uh but yeah the door is closed so as long as it can't open doors which i suppose we don't know for sure if it can't do that we can go through bars, I can tell you so. Sneeze will kind of like cautiously walk down and do the whole like, you know how when you turn the lights off and you're in the basement and you try to bolt up the stairs, he's going to like grab the torch and then just absolutely like hightail it back. I know exactly what you're talking about. He's petrified of it. So he'll get back over here and realize there's a door here and just kind of say, I think this door over here leads to uh, that gibbering mouth of nonsense. Let's, let's not open that door, shall we? Yeah, it looks like they probably do connect. Let's just 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 write on your little parchment there that they do connect, and you know, no harm in that. I mean, we will eventually have to open the door just so I can map it out. Shnee shudders. Got to do a thorough job. Uh, not to interrupt this, but before I forget, can I have all of you roll a d twenty? Or just a just a d twenty? Just a straight d twenty. I got a three. Okay. Shnee got a twenty. Do you want me to roll one for Arashk, too? Yes, please. All right, so Lang got a three, Shni got a natural 20, Barney got a four, and Arash got a 16. Okay. All right, thank you very much. You're welcome. 
Since I didn't specify which one was which, just give Barney the more advantageous of the two rolls. <laughs> you, want, you really want me to do that? <laughs> no, I, don't, I, don't, I don't care. I don't know what's That would going. be actually really funny, but... Does Cabby have to roll one himself? Oh, yeah, does Cabbage need one? No. Cabbage does not. I did it anyways. I got another 16. Uh, it's mind affecting. So you open the door, or the door's already open. You walk into this area, Barney, and you can see that this room does indeed serve as a kitchen. A large hearth takes up most of the south wall, and there's a basin for washing up in the west wall, which you just passed. Dry goods, provisions, and cooking gear clutter the space. Yeah, it looks like some sort of uh, kitchen in here. I bet you this door connects back to, yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, so there's a kitchen in there. All right, be careful. I need to uh, restock some supplies. And just need to start looting. Actually, I do need crossbow bolts, so... Yeah, obviously loot all the bodies. Sure, I don't know how many there are. Do you want just to mark down how many I want to take, or...? Um, roll me 2d20. I found two bolts! <laughs> <laughs> 17. 17. All right, I, I will yep. take all of them. You can pick up 17 bolts. So primarily he'll grab the bolts, and then between whatever those other schmucks are doing, he will just kind of look over the corpses. He, he won't... Not really um, mundane gear, but anything gold-wise, value, magical. Not that he knows what magical is, but if it appears shiny. Okay, so you're scanning the room for any valuables? Mostly the ones out in the hallway here. No, the, the bodies. Oh, the bodies. I'm sorry. Okay, so on the bodies, oh boy. You find eight potions, and you find four vials of something else, and then they each have... Well, six of them have standard padded armor. They have daggers and light crossbows and short swords. And then three of them have ten separate vials of something. And then those three have leather armor, daggers, masterwork, light crossbows, and short swords. So altogether you have eight potions. You have ten vials and then on the other ones, you have four vials of the other stuff. So Schnee obviously doesn't know too much for alchemicals or whatever, but does any of those, either the four or the ten, look similar to that centipede poison we found on the first ones? Yes, indeed. And that's mundane, so I would say that you probably would be able to see that the ten vials are the cent small centipede poison from before. And the other vials are also mundane, so I would say roll. Well, you probably don't have craft alchemy. Uh, no, I would just have to roll um, a praise. Yeah, you can roll a praise and see. I mean, I guess if that's the case, because I know Barney rolls a praise, I don't know, could I aid him, or is that... Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, definitely. Yep, Barney can roll a praise and you can aid. So I would attempt to aid once Barney's done searching, comes back over. Okay, Barney, roll that real quick and then we'll get to what you're doing. Rolls a 16 at the door. Oh, darn it! <laughs> that 20 for 24 for a plus 2 aid. <laughs> Sorry, roll a praise first. Rolls a with is if this is mundane, it would be a fifteen. Okay, so that would be a total of seventeen. I think raw it has to be twenty, but I've always thought that's kind of stupid. So I'll say that you are able to tell that this is green blood oil. Is that the four vials? Yes, the, the four vials. So it's worth a hundred gold each. It's another poison that inflicts upon injury, and it does one con damage once per round for four rounds. All right, so now shifting gears to Barney. You rolled a 16 at the door. You don't hear anything on the other side of that door. He quietly opens it. Roll a stealth check. He's assuming that if there's any enemies left that they would have come out. So you just barge into the room with a four stealth. 
I think he he opens it slowly, but it creaks like yeah. It is a creaky door. There seems to be some sort of bedroom in here. Yep, you can see this chamber is someone's personal quarters. A comfortable bed stands in the southwest corner. Several small keepsakes, including a couple of small leather journals, clutter the wall shelves. He goes inside and looks around. Maybe he opens the door on the other end because he assumes that links back somewhere, maybe? Oh, it does not. Okay. Is there anything of import in the bathroom? No, not in the bathroom. So if you look at the keepsakes on the shelves, you can find a gold chess piece. Like a jewelry chess piece or like a armor chess piece? Chess, as in the game. Chess, chess piece. Chess okay, piece. okay, okay, okay. Yep, so a gold chess piece, an ivory comb, and a statuette of a woman with a lyre. What piece? It is a rook. So it's worth uh, five gold? Roll a praise. You can either roll your own or praise me. Um, I'll, I'll roll mine. Do you want me to roll one for each or one total? Roll one for each. Oh my goodness. Nice. Two Holy natural moly. ones in a row. So two natural <laughs> ones and then a 23. All right. Normally I try to age you, Barney, so I guess we didn't call it before you rolled, but just curiosity, what is your bonus? My bonus is a, an eight, but if I'm appraising mon- mundane things, I add half my level. Or do I add my whole level? You tell me, Mr. I created this class. It's actually three higher if it's for mundane stuff. Jeez. So I would have aided on all three. Not that it's going to help the first two. Yeah. I mean, looking at these, you can tell that they're probably worth some amount of gold that's not insignificant, but you don't know for sure how much it would be. Uh, you can tell that the statuette of a, the woman with the lyre is worth 15 gold. And then when Barney comes out, he would, um, she would try to hand the uh, four, or the, excuse me, the eight unknown potions, see if he can figure out what those are. Can I just take 10 on a praise? I'm going to say for the purposes of this that you can take 10 on a praise because it just kind of signifies you spending additional time studying the object to try to determine value. So I'm fine with that. So if I take 10, anything that's mundane, I would get 21. Anything that's magical, I would get 18. So magical, you, I believe, would be able to identify this. And if, well, Shni can't, can't, um aid you on this because it is magical but you're also familiar with these these are all potions of cure light wounds and yeah you would be able to i was thinking moderate wounds but cure light wounds you would be able to identify yeah these are uh a number of uh, potions that we could use that would probably be very helpful to us they would help us uh those of us who have taken damage which i know i have taken a little bit of damage sure one drink them right now get all tip top up uh i might take one uh i depending on how good it works I'm actually down three, so I might gamble in case we rest at some. I'll take one at least to put in my pocket. I've got, I'm down ten. We have eight, so we can just give uh, two apiece to each of us. Sure. So two cure light wounds there. While you're passing out potions and things, Arash will be like, Hey guys, I, I still have some bombs left. I didn't throw them all. I wanted to, but something inside told me not to throw all my bombs. So I still have some. We're good to go. He's suddenly gone crazy. Shneel will look back with a six bluff and say, Oh, well, uh, that Jimmy Mother, it's very weak and susceptible to fire damage. I'm sure you can take it on your own. With a very obvious grin. Ha <laughs> ha, you're, you're a funny one, Shnee. Very funny. I'm not that stupid, though. I'm actually probably the most intelligent one of us. I believe sense motive is wisdom-based. You shut up, Barney. Nobody asked for your opinion. So as you guys are spending time healing, you're searching some of the rooms, taking your time, Barney and Lang, you start 
to feel a little woozy and you start to see like colors in the air and you're mesmerized by kind of these swirling patterns in the air and things are becoming very the edges are soft of the walls and things are kind of like swimming around you you are effectively fascinated and you are also sickened as you experience some nausea from the swirling around you so you're both sickened for three rounds you take one wisdom damage each and I need you both to roll another fortitude save. 23. Was it a fortitude save that we rolled before or a, re- or a will save? You just rolled a d20. 11. Okay. So Barney, so Lang, you're able to fight this off. You know, you kind of blink hard and focus on a certain point of the wall and you're able to, you see that this effect starts to wear off as you are able, able to overpower this effect Barney, you take another point of wisdom damage. You're still fascinated and sickened. Your sickened extends for another three rounds, and I need you to roll another fortitude save. A tan. You take another point of wisdom. You continue to be fascinated. You are also sickened for another three rounds, and I need another fortitude save. Eleven. Can we see what's going on with him? You just see he's kind of, he's mesmerized by something. He just kind of stopped in his tracks and he's, his eyes are wide. He kind of is wobbling back and forth on cabbage. And you see that he just kind of like shudders. Uh, Barney, you take another wisdom damage and you're sickened for another two rounds. Does the rounds of sicken matter if we're not in combat? No, it doesn't since you're not in combat. So after... Sometime, Barney, you get kind of a headache from this as it starts to wear off. And eventually it does wear off and you're able to, you know, see the world the right way again. It was some weird effect that hits you just out of nowhere. I think Barney interprets this as as he's seeing all these colors and all the the lights and everything. He's probably like mumbling a little bit to himself, saying things like, I see it is finally coming back to colors. I can see them again. I'm getting better. Because I think in his mind, he thinks all these colors are like the bleaching going away. That's horrible, Jason. That's so sad. And I think when it like eventually wears off, he kind of blinks a little bit. He has a headache. He says, oh, hey, I guess not. And he kind of looks kind of sad. He kind of looks over out of there. As he's kind of still rooting through the bodies, like half paying attention. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm fine. I'm just uh, seeing things. More riches, I suppose, stands up. Do we need to rest? You said there's a kitchen there, but there's some grub. Yeah, if you would like just something to eat, then we could take a bit of a break. That is fine by me. I I don't know if there's anything else to worry about in any of these other rooms. You sure you're okay? Yeah, yeah, I'm fine. Just a bit of a headache is all I think. When I got hit before, maybe I took a bit of a, a whack in the head. Oh, you sound like you need some medicine. Sneal rustled through his bag and... Yeah, how about some IV potion? Uh, <laughs> how long have you been sitting on that yeah, little gym? A little like while. A long time. <laughs> he came up with that when he first started playing like three I years did. ago. I've been waiting. I've been waiting. <laughs> right. Now I can end my uh, gaming career with that. <laughs> I have postcards with just funny quips I've been waiting on. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm fine. 
all that's really doing is it's it lowered my will save a little bit and uh, perception and whatnot, but otherwise it doesn't really affect me too much. And I took a potion before this, so I'm I'm mostly healed. Schnee has not gone into the kitchen, but he will cautiously go in, take a 20, make sure there's no traps or anything, and he will look for food. They're grubbing here. We've eaten in a while. Roll me a 2d4. Uh, four and a three for a total of seven. Okay. You're able to scrounge up enough food among the dried provisions to come up with seven trail rations from the food that's stored in here. Barney, as you enter that room... Yeah, he's, he's just kind of absentmindedly wandering into it. You can see the double bunks and footlockers in the alcoves of this large room suggest it serves as a barracks. The walls are decorated with simple paintings and murals, which include sketches of building, temple, and ruin layouts, with notations suggesting how to get past obstacles and traps. Two small privy chambers stand against the southern wall, and doors exit to the southeast and northwest. So northwest door, southeast door, and then these two doors are just to the bathroom. So, like, extraordinarily out of character, he doesn't really seem to pay much attention to the detailed outlines of things and he's just kind of like absentmindedly walking around like like opening containers and okay if you open some of the foot lockers you can see there are spare blankets pillows there's clothes in some of them and s- some small keepsakes that aren't really of any value arash will immediately open all of these doors up here no just kidding <laughs> <laughs> that checks out I will remind you because uh, you ran past this in combat, but there was a door way back here that you haven't explored. So that room is what looks to be an armory. Weapon racks and wooden wardrobes line the walls of this room. The dummies in the center of the room wear suits of armor. Masks hang on the wall near the door. Each consists of a brass nose piece with cheek guards, which you've seen all of these figures wearing. Uh, from which a veil of red silk hangs from the cheek guards. If you look around the room, you can see that the racks and arming dummies contain 10 short swords, 12 daggers, 4 light crossbows, 3 composite short bows, 2 sets of leather armor, 3 suits of padded armor. The wardrobes contain 15 blood red ceremonial robes, and there are 12 masks. And if you examine the masks a little bit more closely, which I'm sure Arash would definitely do. There is a reservoir in each of the masks' nose piece, which holds a little vial that drips onto the cloth in front of the nose. So they're plague doctor masks. Not really, no. If I mean, if you look at the image, it's maybe a little bit, but it's not as protruding of a beak. It's just like a nose guard. But like the premise of... Essentially, yeah. Have Arash roll a craft alchemy. A 15 plus his level if it's mundane for 18. Oh, that's for crafting. Never mind. Shut up. Not, this is not a praise. Don't tell me to shut up. I didn't say anything. Shut up. Okay. Um, <laughs> so if he looks at this substance in the nose piece, you can tell that it definitely is an antidote for something. And he pieces it together with what Barney had experienced and even Lang before Lang was able to fight it off. There is a substance called, let me see if I can pronounce this, synesthesia gas, 
which is an inhaled poison that has an onset of 10 minutes and the effect is one wisdom damage, target is fascinated and sickened for 1d4 rounds. So somewhere in this area, you all walked through this synesthesia gas and experienced the effects of it. So putting on this mask will heal all of the wisdom damage? It will not, but it might prevent future (laughs) wisdom damage. He would also know that this gas is invisible and odorless, so you wouldn't have noticed it when you walked through wherever it triggered. So, yeah, so he'll probably pick up a couple of those masks. He'll restock on bolts if there's any bolts in here. Are you in the armory with them? Arashk is in the armory with Len. So roll me 2d20. Uh, He only needs three. I don't know if Josh wants more than 20. Holy bolts. Well, you got 33 bolts now, if you want them. Shmi, you want any bolts? (laughs) (laughs) I'm probably good. Uh... I guess depending on how long it takes Schnee, he'd be in the kitchen for a good chunk of this, and he will check because I didn't see what was through this other door here. It just, oh, it's just leads to around. the the mess hall again. Uh, Schnee will just kind of come out and see where they guy there are guys. Oh, they go. I use my tracking skills. Never split the party except when you're in a dungeon crawl. Barney is very easy to to probably spot because uh, Cabbage probably has his little ticking noise. But uh, as standard operating procedure. Uh, after grabbing what we need, Arashk will set fire to everything. Oh. Because you do that, you That's know. That's what he do. That's what you do. I forget, as you guys were taking 20 in this room, is that right? Yes. You would have noticed, actually, you don't even need to take 20 for this. You would have noticed that there is actually a secret door here that is clearly visible from this side, but Schnee was not able to perceive it when he backed up the stairs here. Arashk opens it. So that leads to the the area where you entered. Ah, man, that would have been so much simpler. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Blame the ranger, the one who's supposed to see everything. (laughs) Yeah, you think that that may have been a way that they could get around and flank enemies, but of course you had to go and roll a natural 19 and immediately open the door, which was pretty hard to open. That was a a pretty good roll. Yeah. Yeah. So they had to uh, change their plans on the fly. And uh, what did you say? Did we have any deduction about the pilt pulley and the lever? You haven't tried either of those, so you don't know what they do. Would Arashk do it? Probably. Do you think he'd do it? 100%. He was the one who, he, uh, didn't he He shrink himself one day so he can go almost to... Yeah. Yeah. Mess with that one guy who was, like, talking or being fed grapes or whatever. So it's a, it's a pulley and a lever. So really just the lever. It's a pull rope pull rope. So, what does he do first? The pull rope or the lever? Um, he probably does the lever first. If you pull the lever, you can hear a grinding sound coming from outside this door. He looks to see if that gate opened. Yep, the bars at the gate withdrew into the ground. He pulls on the rope. Uh, you pull the rope. Uh, you don't hear anything, but Barney, you hear the sound of a bell in Uh-oh. this room. Dinner time. And the interesting thing, I, I read about this synesthesia gas is that it mixes up your sensory inputs so you can see sounds and taste sights. Ah, so he smells the bell. Yeah, you may be feeling some after effects of this and you hear this bell and you can you can smell it. It's weird. You can smell the sound of the bell. But yeah, uh, Roshk pulls it. He doesn't hear anything, but it, it connects to the room that Barney is in. So he hears the bell. Barney kind of looks up at it, maybe startled, but... I don't know if he pays too much attention to it. He's in a mood. 
Yeah, that was kind of a downer. Looks like that's everything here. So the only only places we haven't looked in are the doors in the room that Barney is in, and then the like four doors up in this hallway, and then of course the main gate. Yeah, and of course the room that Shni was in. Do uh do we want to have like lunch or something before we open the doors? Sure. I'll get into like the dining hall over here and <laughs> sit around the table. Have some, have some lunch <laughs> surrounded by the dead like, bodies of like the enemy civilized people. people. Yeah. So I think the only um door Barney that you have not really done was the one with the um, Mauser there because you I don't think you've you haven't specifically scouted that so I mean I guess Shni can relay the information to you not that you want to put Gabby necessarily in danger but it couldn't drain Khan from a construct could it just probably the bite damage correct did you see the whole room or were there like offshoots or other doors uh I was in enough and he'll explain just that um, it looked like there was two jail cells with bars over them, like the ones that were leading to the Emerald Spire. As soon as he came down to this floor, but that's where the mountain came through one of them. Um, but he, I, I don't know if there's any like um, valuables or anything in there because he didn't scout, basically just in and out quick. So if you relay that, Barney will kind of nod and he'll say, yeah, uh, yeah, I, I can, I'll take your word for it. I'll mark it down on the map here. And, and if you like look at it, like, his, he's still doing a good job with the map, but it's like, like it's less detailed than it, the other places are. I will roll a uh, knowledge geography to give you a as best of a description as I can of that route. A nine. Shnee, you would remember when you first encountered the Mouther, you were standing by a door. Right. Well, I guess, and that's the thing that I, I think Shnee assumes that it's this door that it goes to, but he doesn't know. Yeah, I think Barney's in a, a mood. He'd probably just accept whatever you say. I mean, how's the other guy going to know, right? Okay. Are you guys going to sit around at a table and have lunch? We have lunch. So we'll talk Shneel about our day. Pass out the rations. The, we'll talk about the day that we all had together. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> do, you, do you remember the time uh, <laughs> when a rash got critted as soon as we walked down here? That was awesome. And then, so where do you guys want to explore next? Because there's like three areas we could go to. I guess I'll, uh, Shni would leave a uh, judgment of you guys because I have not seen... Like, up to the left. I've only really explored the kitchen. That's probably the most north I've been. Yeah, so north of the kitchen, there's like four doors in the room to uh, across the hallway of the kitchen. I think there's two doors in that room, but it's like a, a big barracks area. Why don't we just leave the kitchen area and just go counterclockwise? Scout yeah, all the rooms. Then we can meet back here. Arash could be like, hey, guys, I, I found these things in the armory, and you might want to wear them, because whatever happened to Barney to make him go all woo-woo, this will help prevent it from happening, and plus, don't you agree, it looks pretty cool. Not sure if you woke up in a quite different mood, but I like your attitude. Yeah, you know, I'm feeling very weird today. It's strange. But I'm sure that, you know, by tomorrow I'll be back to normal. Maybe you know, depending on things that are outside of my control. Shnee will take that and kind of look over at Lang and whisper, I think he might have had a concussion. No, he's not acting right. <laughs> Shnee will put on the mask. Yeah, I think Barney would take it and he puts it on, but I think internally there's a little bit of hesitance in him. I think part of him actually wants to see the stuff again. <laughs> so... But he'll, he hasn't lost enough wisdom to know that it's still better to probably have it on. I guess, would Rash uh, be able to explain, is, um, does this only last for so long? Like, when you start using it? Or is it just as long as you have it on, you're perfectly immune from this stuff? 
it sounds like the poison probably like once you've succumbed to it it runs its course but the masks prevent you from risking exposure again that's what i understand it right and you would guess that there's probably enough like these are brand new masks so they probably have enough of the antidote to last you for a full day the other rogues we didn't see them with these masks did they no they've all got masks on them they all did. So if you hover over the image, you should be able to see that they've got like the silk, the red silk oh. and the nose covering. Yeah, they're like the little samurai face coverings almost. Yeah. So, yeah, you said af- so after we finish eating, go up this way and you said counterclockwise. Yeah, I just figured since we know this is the end here, we can maybe just hit up the, yeah, this one and then just go around, I guess. Okay. Doesn't matter really, but... Does anybody in particular want to be the one that opens all the doors? Do you want to have Barney do it just in case they're locked or something? Well, can't you open or close them with your spell? I can do that once per day. Oh, okay. I can, I can open them. It's just a once per day spell-like ability that gnomes Yeah, get. so the way we are, I guess Sneak can just have his um, bow loaded and ready to action. So assuming Lang opens the door and we f- see a, a foe, if he moves out of the way, Sneak takes a shot. Show me door number one. That's not counterclockwise. Ah, <laughs> uh, Sneak uh, face at this door. (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) Okay, so you walk up to this door and you open it. And you see this room is full of small cages containing rabbits, mice, rats, cats, and dogs. The din is deafening and the room smells strongly of animal waste. You see a man standing over a table in the middle of this room, and he seems to be looking at the remains of a mouse, and he is in the middle of pouring a vial onto this mouse. He looks up as you open the door, and his eyes narrow, and he goes, Well, I guess the noise outside wasn't just the recruits having fun, now was it? And... With that, we will roll initiative the next time that we get to meet, which could be any time. But until then, we will see you next week for another session of Iron Fang Invasion.